Welcome to this week's episode of The Golden Girls. Uh, no, that's not what this thing's called. <laughs> that's what you called on your last intro, too. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right. So, welcome to this week's episode of Sophia's Choice, a Golden Girls podcast. My name's Brent, and I'm recording this introduction on what could have been Johnny Cash's 90th birthday. In honor of that, I'm joined by a man I've renamed Sue, but you'll probably continue to call him Alan. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and joining us is a man who's no longer welcome in Reno because he, you know, shot a man just to watch him die. Ski. That's right. So Don't this cross is, me. <laughs> if this is your first time listening, you picked a great episode to start off with. Mm. This week, for the first time ever, uh, we're going to hear a brief recap of the episode. And when that's finished, we're going to announce our favorite lines, our MVP of the episode, and then declare how many slices of cheesecake we'll award this one. Honestly, I'm kind of excited to see how this new format plays out. <laughs> now, with this week's recap, here's Sue. I'm not. I'm not on board with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what he's talking about, though. Well, yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Not everybody knows Johnny Cash. Not fair, but um, anyways. Uh, well, before we jump into the episode, I did have a little bit of user or okay. uh, user listener um, <laughs> listener interactions to, to mention to you. Um, I think the. The episode that dropped most closely to this one, uh, us recording this episode, okay. was Sick and Tired, Part 1. Okay. And, uh, man, we what, have a... Um, what was that one about? That was the one where Dorothy was sick, but... Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, gotcha. Couldn't find anybody that would tell her, you know, mm-hmm. what was wrong. And I don't think that a lot of our listeners cared for that episode. Not not us, but cared uh-huh. for that episode <laughs> oh, gotcha. because of the uh, the male doctors, basically. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, just kind of shuffling her off, saying, oh, you're just... Wall-to-wall mansplaining. Yeah, yeah it was it was kind of bad. and uh, But it was we did get some funny funny um, interactions because of oh, it. Oh, nice, nice. Now, one thing, this is not related to that specifically, but uh, Numi wanted us to know that it may depend on where you're from, but elk moose is not an exotic meat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what the Swedish version of white trash is, but yeah. it's probably like, oh, it's so common that even those people right. <laughs> eat it. <laughs> so I said, you know, if I can't buy it at Walmart, it's exotic. Uh, <laughs> so, um. I am... Um, there's this uh, Mexican place um, near us that's since shut down. Uh, Leonardo's. Did you ever go there? No. Uh, so amazingly good. Um, you know, Helena hated it. <laughs> I but wish it, I had gone there. Like no. every every time I go, I'd order this thing. It was like adobo or something like that. And I probably had it 12, 13 times. Wow. Okay. And for the life of me, I have no idea what that meat was. Like it was just so seasoned in such a way and then cooked like so crispy like i have no idea if it was white meat if it was red meat like <laughs> what kind of animal it was um, i'm half convinced that it was just unicorn <laughs> but it could have been like elk or bison or whatever <laughs> i don't think that would probably be the cheapest way to go <laughs> but, well i'm sorry that it's closed down and that yeah. helena no longer has to hate eat it <laughs> yeah they i believe they still have one uh up well, on the north side no um it was there by um on southport road by the mire like okay. in the parking lot by the dry cleaner. I want to say I've heard of it, but Didn't I don't think I eat there once. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was good. Yeah, I think that was, I don't know if that was pandemic time or not, but it might have been because I feel like it was during a work week that yeah. we ate there. So. Yeah. It was good. I kind of remember us having to wear masks going in there to get our food. So mm-hmm. it must not have been at the very tip top of the mm-hmm. pandemic, but yeah. sometime relatively early on. Yeah. But, uh, anyways, well, we did have a couple other comments. Uh, Stacy 
had said that she's got a fever and the only cure is a fifth rate podcast. Nice. <laughs> um, and I said I appreciated the up the upsell um, or the upgrade, mm-hmm. but that I think it'd be a hard sell to get Brent to agree with the assessment. Uh-huh. So she agreed to just take us back down to seventh rate. Um, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but that she'll take two episodes a day. It's <laughs> <laughs> fine. You could do that, but at some point you just have to start taking over. Right. <laughs> um, and then another from Numi, this was more specific to the episode too, mm-hmm. uh, that she was trying to uh, take both that one and the second one together. Mm-hmm. But this thing with not being taken seriously by professionals, um, yikes. Uh, for the format, though, it was done very well. Nice. <laughs> so, very nice. And then, uh, let's see. Well, and this is my response. I don't know what your feeling is on it, if you want to co-sign on this, but I said, those professionals went to school for many years to be able to not take people seriously for any number of reasons. And as a a straight white male, I think I'm more than qualified to express my feelings and opinions (laughs) on the subject. Yeah. I mean, I think... I think I'm fine co-signing that with you. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not on board with Ski co-signing on to it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Jennifer did also... uh, Sign on to that, saying that, oh, you think I have a sinus infection? Have you tried losing weight and seeing if that helps? Also, <laughs> maybe color that gray hair, too. You'll feel better. And that that's the reason that she sees a nurse practitioner instead. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyways. Um, uh, like, I absolutely love my doctor. Um, but she has some nurse practitioners there in her office, and they're just as solid. Oh, yeah. 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 Same here. Um, yeah. My doctor is, is great. I and. I know that you and I have talked about this before. I, I just saw her. I don't go to the doctor as frequently as I should, mm-hmm. but I did just see her recently. Um, and, you know, I know you recently had your first like, colonoscopy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but part of the reason you got it a little, like, 45 is kind of a new age that some doctors are saying yeah. to get it. I guess some doctors are, are saying not to unless yeah. you have a family history. Yeah. Obviously, you have some family history. Yeah. Um, but I was checking out her hands to see, mm-hmm. like, do you seem like the doctor I want to do this procedure? Yeah, yeah. And luckily, she has dainty hands. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I'm not going to have to switch doctors here in the next five years. Okay, well, real quick. Um, as far as the dainty hands, that will just come in handy when it's time to check the prostate. Oh, okay. For the colonoscopy. It's oh, that's a, the whole, like, you have to get knocked exactly. out and all that. It's all tube-related, isn't exactly, it? Exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, but a colonoscopy, that's not something that... Camera. Is that something you need at 50, or is it just yeah. the mm-hmm. prostate exam? Yeah, you need colonoscopy at 52. Oh, okay. At 52? At All 50 right, well, that's well. <laughs> give me those extra couple of years. Um, but yeah, it's, um, and so, like, so since my colonoscopy, I've now, like, started to get paranoid that my colonoscopy is going to be the reason why I get the colon <laughs> cancer. Do you think they left something in there? Like, because I got to looking at it, and, like, I spent 45 years, you know, developing and nurturing all the biome in my gut and all the healthy bacteria. Exactly. And then, like, I flushed it all away. Like, it's literally gone. I'm starting from square one again. (laughs) And it's like, those little guys were keeping me healthy and keeping the cancer at bay. And now that they're not there on the front line of defense, now I'm going to catch the cancer. (laughs) So I've been taking extra probiotics and drinking different teas and everything. Thing to try to get them built back up. Well, I hear that uh, Jamie Lee Curtis has a um, has a <laughs> yogurt that you may enjoy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she's nothing if not cultured. That's true. Ah. <laughs> that was well done. <laughs> yeah. So uh, as Brent has said uh, today, we are going over season five, episode seven. Not another Monday. Mm-hmm. I thought that was ironic since we come out on a Monday. Oh um, yeah. Hopefully, this will be the part of your Monday that you hate the least. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, the original air date for this one was... Uh, Maybe we could wrap it up early, but I like it a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> I, would, I would like to think that people, our listeners are intelligent enough that they'll turn it off if they really are not enjoying it. This is <laughs> horrible. <laughs> just not this episode it. just isn't hitting. Right. <laughs> I have to suffer through the next 20 minutes. Yeah. There might be one or two that's like you, though, that's just a completist. And yeah, they're I like, could... you know, I've listened to all the others. I got to power through say, to that's, the end. That's the way I am on a lot of things. I don't feel bad for myself because mm-hmm. I sometimes purchase things that I don't really care about it's yeah. it's my own illness nor do i feel bad for anyone who listens out of obligation yeah <laughs> if you're listening for that reason then perhaps you should see somebody mm. um <laughs> i feel bad for whoever listens for any reason <laughs> i think that we life put out... is too short <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I, I think that we put out a quality podcast um Relatively speaking, we're okay. playing fast and loose with the word quality. Hey, listen, we're in the top. <laughs> we're in the top ten percent of all podcasts in the world. Um, <laughs> there's a lot, lot, lot of podcasts. There's a big leap from like ten. There's not a huge leap from say ten to the top one percent. Mm-hmm. There's an enormous leap from top one percent to top like point five percent. It's like once you get in that one percent, gotcha. it's giant, mm-hmm. you know, leaps and bounds. Because there's a lot of people that put out podcasts that don't, you mm-hmm. know, stick with yeah. it. Just our longevity at this point, mm-hmm. you know, gives us a leg up on Stick to most of what's out there. Mm-hmm. So we're going for quantity over quality. Well, it's our only choice. <laughs> <laughs> Play the hand we're dealt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, mean, I think that, you know, I've listened to several podcasts, different ones mm-hmm. from, you know, people who are famous or mostly people who are famous, uh-huh. but the ones people that aren't famous, I think we easily hold our own against those that well, aren't famous. I would argue that you're our best listener. Yeah, probably so. You I listen s- to every episode. You've heard every episode at least twice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you listen to them after the air? Well, I listen to them live, uh-huh. and then and I editing. listen to them when I edit them. <laughs> you're two up on me. Yeah. <laughs> you just tune out and wait for something that looks like your cue. Exactly. <laughs> I just wait for Silas and then interject something. <laughs> You kind of let it echo around in your ear a little bit, and then exactly. you pull it out. Exactly. <laughs> so, I imagine that's how you interact with your wife as well. <laughs> Just wait for silence and yeah. then say something. And like, uh oh, <laughs> she waiting on a response. Right. Um, well, anyway, this uh, this episode was written by Gail Parent, mm. uh, directed by Terry Hughes. I know him. Mm-hmm. He's, he's done a couple of these, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Anything you guys want to jump in before I get right into it? I can't think of anything right now. I did want to mention, too, this is episode seven. This is my third recap, so the the regular thing now is almost me doing recaps. because Because I've done three out of the seven episodes. Have I done three also? You've done two, and uh, Ski has done two, or will have done two after today. Mm-hmm. No, actually, I take that back. Ski will have done three after today, so you've done two this season. Really? Because um, first, the first time we got together... He did one and I did one. We only did two that day. That's right. Because the other one was a re- the, the yeah, season four that um, recap. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. So this actual season, it's Ski 3, Me 3, and you 2. Oh. But at some point, it may go back to Ski doing more uh, consistently, the recapper. But we'll see. Knock I'm, on wood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> God has mercy. Uh, <laughs> but... Anyway. I'm scared. Like I don't see his piece of paper over there, like his normal one. It's Frank all up goes. here. No, okay. Uh-huh. Is it down hidden? Okay. Yeah. Jesus, <laughs> it's a whole ream. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not till next week, folks. <laughs> so today I'll Bring try your to keep it. Ears. I'll try to keep it tight today. Mm-hmm. Um, Seven days till you get reamed by ski. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Well, scene one, the uh, show opens like so many before with Rose diapering a turkey. Mm. Uh, she, was it a turkey or a chicken? It was a turkey. I thought it was a chicken, too, but she yeah. said it was a turkey. Gotcha. Um, she explains to Dorothy and Blanche that she's preparing for a baby visitor when Sophia and her friend Martha walk in, having just returned from a funeral. I, I kept trying to come up with a a band that they would have come from in a goth outfit. Oh, yeah. Um, but I just couldn't come up with one that I knew. <laughs> well, The Cure was the one that I yeah, came up with. I just couldn't figure a way to say to come from a The Cure. Um, I don't know if I would say Cure concert oh, yeah. or The Cure. And I was like, fuck it. <laughs> just moved on from the joke because it wasn't from, worth it. I think just came back from seeing The Cure. Okay. I, that would have been a good, but at the time... I was kind of interjecting it after the fact, yeah. and then I was like, yeah, it's just not worth it. Just move yeah. on. So, yeah. Anyway, Martha refers to the passing of her friend Lydia mm-hmm. as a blessing in disguise, which Sophia interjects. I always wonder why blessings were disguises. If I was a blessing, I'd run around naked. I'd say she is a blessing, so mm-hmm. she should run around naked, but... You have a failure motive, so... <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, See, I thought, like she said, Lillian, like mm. the lady they just put in the home. Uh. I was like, sweet, they're going to have some disposable income soon. <laughs> yeah. No, unfortunately, it's Lydia, so they still got that 350 a month going yeah. out. <laughs> um, the uh, doorbell rings, and it's a couple from the church dropping off their baby so they can go search for Coco over the weekend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> after, is it too soon? <laughs> I mean, it's accurate. I mean, they did find him in the woods. That's true. Um, after the couple leaves, uh, Dorothy attempts to force her heteronormative gender stereotypes on baby Francis. And uh, when changing the diaper, we learn that baby is a Frank, not a Francine, and that he'll be an early adopter of streaming services. So oh, we. So I don't get that one. You don't get Because he pees. Pees on him, yeah. A stream. Oh, mm. gotcha. But uh, it was good of you to bring it up, though. We could have just left it with the <laughs> silence and moved on. <laughs> I didn't know he peed. <laughs> Oh, that, that's how they feel. I mean, that's how they show that he was a boy without showing the actual parts. What? Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, well, like, the I stream didn't... of urine comes up, and they're like, oh, it's a boy. See, I didn't see the stream of urine. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my high def. <laughs> Maybe you have that, like, letterbox on or something, so it cuts off. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot that it's in the four format. the parental guard. Yeah. On the... <laughs> Say what? I have the parental guard. There you so. go. <laughs> Keeps the objectionable material out of my eyes. So right. That's good. That's good. You don't want to be, you know... Damaged. Right. <laughs> um, well, we move on to a uh, scene two. In our uh, second scene, we have Sophia joining Martha at a fancy restaurant. Mm-hmm. Martha's living her new attitude of eat, drink, and be merry. Mm-hmm. Um, that reminded me, I when I was young, my dad and I were on a road trip mm-hmm. um, in Colorado, I think, or something. Mm-hmm. And there was a, we went to a gas station, and I got this button. And my dad has always been a beer drinker. Um, mm-hmm. Although he's not like someone who's particularly heavy or has ever been particularly heavy, but there was this button and it really annoyed him that I wanted to get in and it said, eat, drink, and be fat and drunk. (laughs) 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 But he did still let me get the button nonetheless. (laughs) And I wore that on my jean jacket for a while. (laughs) Um, How old were you? I was probably around 13 or 14, something like that. Maybe not. Probably 13. So you were... Age of being a booze hound? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, not till you're 15. Tell that to Drew Barrymore. <laughs> if she would come on the podcast, I certainly would. <laughs> I like Drew Barrymore. Oh, so do I. She, she's America's sweetheart. Yeah, I would go with that. So uh, after a whimsical gag of Sophia struggling to get onto her high bar stool and receiving help from a debonair maitre d', we find out Martha's true intentions. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all of her ailments and sorrows, she has decided to kill herself and wants Sophia there for support. 
Do you have anything else to add? Uh, that that closed out scene too. Sad statement. Yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things that I'm sort of conflicted. Like part of me was like, <sighs> Sophia. At no point did she think, you know, I happen to know a grief counselor. Yeah. Maybe they could have. <laughs> <have it. laughs> Have a talk. Well, with she me. knew what the grief counselor was. Exactly. <laughs> the quality of uh, service was probably just hasten the end. Yeah. Well, no, and because yeah, she's a special. Uh, she's she's a researcher now, right? Oh, that's, that's right. True. Yeah, she gave up the grief counseling way. So that well, she we don't know that she gave it up. It could be a second job. Yeah, fair. Because yeah, but, she was well, low you, on money. So what maybe. year was this made? Eighty nine. Eighty nine. Yep. So do you guys remember when? Uh, Dr. Jack Kevorkian? He was a little later than that, because oh, I did man. look that up. Um, but he was about five years, I think, after that yeah. is when he became big news. Gotcha. Yeah. Maybe he was inspired by this episode. Let's hope. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm doing it for Lydia. <laughs> right. Well, it wouldn't be for Lydia, for Martha. Oh, uh, yeah. Her, too. Lydia was already dead. Uh, that's right. But, uh, so we return to the kitchen now with uh, Dorothy holding a sick baby and eagle eye rose. She needed a temperature of over 103. She mm-hmm. sees it on the uh, yeah. thermometer from across the room. Yeah. Uh, they call us pediatric. Hey, real quick. Yeah. I'm guessing Gail wasn't her actual parent. You, th- you don't think so? <laughs> I don't think so. I think like, I think 103 was a little high for, <laughs> like, I think the Golden should have been freaking out way more than they right. are at 103. <laughs> yeah, 103 gets to close to hospitalization. Like 104, I think they're like, you got to get that baby to the hospital. See, I thought it was anything over 100. No, 100. no. No, babies run high a little bit anyway. Yeah, it's, uh, it's 203 at least okay. before okay. it gets, but it's certainly at that point you would call their pediatrician, yeah. which uh, happened to be Dr. Harry Weston. That's right. Only one in Miami. Yep. And uh, that <laughs> causes Blanche to leave to get freshened up. And uh, on her way out, she comments on how magnificent it will look to have her holding the baby, but laments, God, I wish that thing didn't look so sickly, <laughs> which that was, I think, my favorite line of the episode. <laughs> so now we're back at the uh, restaurant. Um, we have Martha trying to make Sophia understand her perspective, commenting, I don't have the courage to die by inches. So that was a really good line. Mm-hmm. I mean, it wasn't my favorite line because it wasn't funny, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was a well-written a line. Almost. Yeah, exactly. Because mm-hmm. she was comparing herself to, you know, how Sophia is able to continue on and mm-hmm. soldier through whatever life hands her. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was just a solid line. Mm-hmm. Uh, she implores Sophia again to help her, and the scene ends with Sophia struggling to find the words to reply. Yeah. See, it's funny because both of the scenes that are in the restaurant. We just have Sophia with a dumbfounded look on her face yeah. trying Which to figure totally out what to say. Which is her character generally. But it makes sense under yeah, the circumstances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. She's usually wisecracking. I don't there's a whole lot of wisecracking appropriate in this yeah, case. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have any other things before I go on to the next scene? No, I think I'm okay for right now. Okay. I'll oh. let you know by interjecting later in the middle of something else. Well, while Martha is trying to uh, get into the grave, we have Blanche <laughs> trying to get into Harry's pants. Um, he has arrived to examine baby Frank and gives the shortest, least thorough exam a doctor has ever given before giving Dorothy eardrops to help the baby. I don't know if it's the shortest and least uh, mm-hmm. thorough. You barely all the even touched the baby. Barely <laughs> yeah. examined Dorothy. <laughs> I mean, that's true, but... Yeah. But, I mean, he does, like, you know, Frank's his patient, and he knows he's prone to earache. I guess, but, I mean, he barely touches him, kind of looks at him, and well, he's like, here. oh... Probably these eardrops will help this baby that's nearly hospitalization yeah. <laughs> um, worthy. <laughs> so, I, I just thought it was a very, very poor exam. It, it definitely lowered my um, feelings as far as Harry's doctoring skills. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, Unless he's just that good. He could be. <laughs> he's a baby whisperer. <laughs> yeah. uh, after the commercial break, the uh, <laughs> baby is still crying. 
So the girls give him a rousing rendition of mm-hmm. Mr. Sandman uh, to help him fall asleep. <laughs> that, although there, that wasn't my favorite line, that might have been my favorite moment of the episode. Mm-hmm. I thought their Mr. Sandman was pretty solid. Was yeah. uh, Sophia, though, is not a fan and ends up telling them of Martha's request. Uh, when asked what she said, she notes, you can't say no to someone who pops for a $75 dinner. Tell them, Blanche. <laughs> <laughs> I did like that line, too. And that also leads us into cheesecake number 22. Oh, nice. So, yeah, they're really going hot and heavy with the cheesecakes this season mm-hmm. so far. I think that's our at least our third this season. Yeah. Do we they know just, how many they're going to hit, too? Uh, it's 26, 27, something like that. So we're going to slow down here yeah. soon. Yeah, so we really are kind of on the tail. Yeah, season. Yeah. yeah. We're at what now? 22? Uh, 22, yeah. And there's only about 26, you said? Yeah, 26, 27, something like that. So yeah, almost a grinding halt for... Mm-hmm. We got two seasons left. Well, mm-hmm. I've heard before. I mean, this is diabetes rel- comes for us all. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think this is relatively common Golden Girls lore, but I guess uh, B. Arthur hated cheesecake. Oh, really? Yeah. So I don't know if that I had any them. impact on them phasing it out a little bit sooner, or at least decreasing the amount of times we see it. But yeah. um, so Sophia goes on to state, "It's not whether you agree or disagree with somebody; it's whether you can be there for that person when they need you." Mm-hmm. Which, again, I thought was another solid line. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good allegory for the entire series. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose starts to tell one of her St. Olaf stories and is delighted when Dorothy encourages her to continue. Uh, <laughs> the story is about a nurse who pulled the plug on a suffering patient and then was racked with guilt, not knowing if the man asked for death due to pain, medication, or if it was actually the man in the next bed over, Ingmar von Bergen, who was St. Olaf's meanest ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Notoriously mean. Yeah. <laughs> like they, I mean, most most of ventriloquists are, but uh, well, yeah, exactly. Uh, they're they're a, a rough bunch. Um, but even after Rose's impassioned tale, Sophia says she's got to do this, and then heads off to bed. Jeff the Dirty Dunham. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jeff Dunham. He has some some problematic parts of his act that I don't know if he still uses or not. Oh yeah, like what? Oh, well, like. A lot of his racist um, oh, characters like that he does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like half of his act um, is either racist oh, yeah, or ageist. Or, <laughs> um, I mean, other than that purple thing, <laughs> I think the rest <laughs> of his act is kind of problematic. But I'm not a Jeff Dunham fan before or after our more PC times that we're living <laughs> in, so it doesn't really matter to me. Um, I mean, at least the loss of Jeff Dunham as a more public <laughs> figure doesn't bother me either way. Uh, so we move on to scene six now. Uh, the next morning, we are at Martha's high-rise apartment with Martha gifting Sophia a 10-carat diamond ring she had just bought on time, which I assume is uh, on credit. Yeah, that's uh, what I assume. So she was planning to really stick it to the uh, jewelry <laughs> store. <laughs> <laughs> the two talked about when they met in the hospital, and Martha got Sophia's sponge bath while uh, Sophia ate Martha's Jello, which brings us <laughs> <laughs> to... Uh, to Alan's puddle jump. Yeah. Uh, Brent tried to co-opt this in our last episode a little bit. but I thought puddle jumping on the bandwagon. <laughs> That's fair. Um, at least you did give the, that bit of a mm-hmm. acknowledgement. Exactly. Um, now, I'll tell you, looking into jail, there was almost nothing in this episode that was any kind of reference to anything people would know. Obviously, everyone knows what Jello is. Yeah. But uh, there was almost nothing to even look into. Mm-hmm. But when I got to looking into Jello, it... I, I had to pull back uh-huh. a little bit because there was so much information yeah. that I found interesting. <laughs> I was hoping to go with Edgar Bergen. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a decent option, but um, yeah. Uh, so gelatin, a uh, protein produced from collagen extracted from boiled bones, connective tissues, and other animal products, has been a component of food, particularly desserts, since the 15th century. Mm-hmm. 
A wow. gel- yeah, a gelatin was popularized in New York in the Victorian era with spectacular and complex jelly molds. A gelatin desserts were the province of royalty and the relatively well-to-do. <laughs> I feel like royalty and relatively well-to-do don't seem to match. Like, royalty <laughs> seems to be the highest end. Yeah. And then relatively well-to-do. I mean, I feel like I'm relatively well-to-do. <laughs> like, I'm I comfortable. Think back then, <laughs> like, like you had mentioned, like, there's a, a steep decrease, mm-hmm. uh, between, or a steep increase from, like, the, you know, 99th percentile of the ones. Yeah. I think back then it may have been the opposite. It could be. Where, you know... You are really poor, <laughs> or you might be okay, <laughs> right? And then your royalty. Fair enough. So, like, relatively well to do now would be to be like in the seventy fifth percentile. Yeah, or the, something the middle like class that. was much broader <laughs> of an yeah. identification relative to the poppers, <laughs> right? <laughs> doing, <laughs> Which, doing most, okay. Most yeah. were poor. <laughs> exactly. Some were okay. Yeah. You were either a Some... popper or a smitty <laughs> <laughs> or royalty, <laughs> right? Um, well, in 1845, a uh, patent for powder gelatin was obtained by industrialist Peter Cooper, who mm. built the first American steam-powdered locomotive, the Tom Thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, powder gelatin was easy to manufacture and easier to use in cooking. Mm-hmm. And then, in 19, or excuse me, 1897, in Leroy, New York, the carpenter and coughser of manufacturer, as you know, those two things go together so well, <laughs> uh, Pearl Bixby Weight, a uh, trademarked gelatin dessert called Jello. Mm-hmm. Uh, Waite and his wife, May, added strawberry, raspberry, orange, and lemon flavoring to granulated uh, gelatin and sugar. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a minor success until 1904 uh, when Janice Pure Food Company sent armies of salesmen into the field to distribute free Jell-O cookbooks, mm-hmm. which was a pioneering marketing tactic. Now, all that stuff was fine. Um, mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of interesting, the history of Jell-O. Mm-hmm. But these were the things I found more... Uh, I have a follow-up question when you're done. Uh, sure. I mean... Uh, you can ask it now if you want. I don't know if you saw this in your uh, research, but uh, what is in the powder? Is, oh, it, well, is it like that, a that was the first thing I said. Um, well, no, no, I'm well, saying is it just like dehydrated? All those ingredients, like the the, the ligaments and yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, it, it was something where they would get the stock, you know, from like boiling it down. There mm-hmm. was a whole part about the process, but it was a little too dry, mm-hmm. even for even for too dry yeah. <laughs> for powder. So, <laughs> and it's still in there today. I mean, Jello is not a um, Jello is not a vegan, a vegan product. product at all. <laughs> <laughs> I guess they do have vegan gelatin products, but mm-hmm. Jello is not one of them. But uh, by 1930, uh, there appeared a vogue in American cuisine for congealed salads, and the company introduced lime-flavored Jello to complement the add-ins that cooks across the country were uh, combining mm-hmm. in these aspects and salads. Um, popular Jello recipes often include ingredients like cabbage, celery, green peppers, and even cooked pasta. Oh, <laughs> which all sounds so horrible to me. <laughs> have you seen the pictures of them? Uh, no, I haven't seen that. I, I should have looked into it. <laughs> yeah, but. they're they nasty. Now, do either of you two know offhand what an aspic is? Like, are either of you two foodie enough to know this what that I is? I like, you know, have a wedgie? No, no. I mean, that's a good guess. Good guess. Do you, Brent? No. Okay. It's a meat jelly. Um, it's a, a savory <laughs> gelatin made with the meat stock or broth set in a mold to uh, encase other ingredients. <laughs> so these ingredients often include pieces of meat, seafood, vegetable, or eggs. So that's how they like lube the spam in yeah. order to get it in the can? <laughs> exactly. Sounds probably. a lot like uh, after Thanksgiving when you've got like the extra gravy and you put it away and it like congeals overnight. Yeah. It's probably the same thing. Well, they say that it's basically like a gelatinous version of stew. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is essentially what it boils down to. Um, Back boils stew. But in... (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> I like that you just randomly pick two words out of every sentence. <laughs> <laughs> you show you're paying attention. Right. <laughs> That's well, how you do and you not. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it translates well to the listeners. <laughs> but, uh, in, uh, in 1934, Post introduced the jingle to which the spelling K-E-L-L-O was sung over a, a rising five-note musical theme. And then by the uh, 1950s, salad became so popular that Joe Lowe responded with uh, many savory and vegetable flavors such as celery, Italian, mixed vegetable, and seasoned tomato. Uh, all of those have since been discontinued. Mm-hmm. Tragedy. <laughs> Nothing gives a you loss. a burst of flavor like celery. Yeah. <laughs> mm. and, a, and a nice gelatin celery. Exactly. It just doesn't get better than that. You <laughs> almost don't even need the celery at that right. point. Exactly. I tell you what, that is caliente. <laughs> 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 well, since this is just a puddle jump, I stopped in 1950 and then continue <laughs> on because <laughs> that stopped being where I found it to be interesting uh-huh. enough to continue to talk about. Yeah. But there's a lot of Jello information out there, so if you're a, a big you're Jello aficionado, I'd recommend visit your public library. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> a lot of or, or your local Wikipedia. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So after a uh, going back to the episode. Uh, after a heartfelt back and forth, Sophia convinces Martha not to take her own life and returns to get a, a very high-maintenance new best friend. Mm-hmm. So, what which, she by do the way, diamond? What's, I, don't, I assume she took it back to the store. Um, and we never see Martha again, so who knows how long this uh, talk down <laughs> really lasted for. Yeah. But in the uh, final scene, we're in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Frank has gotten better, and uh, Sophia has returned home and tells them that Martha didn't go through with it. Uh, Frank's, Frank's parents arrived to pick him up, and Sophia has a private moment with the baby to close out the show. <laughs> and that ended this episode. So did uh, did I miss either of your favorite line during that? Uh, yeah, for me. Okay, what was your favorite line, Steve? Um, when, uh, before Sophia was able to uh, convince her friend not to, you know, do herself in, she uh, says, you know, make sure they don't put lipstick on my teeth, which oh, was yeah. a callback from something earlier, because yeah, they were just... Sending the funeral at the beginning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Guest of honor had lipstick on her teeth and did not give a care. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Sophia says, Don't worry, I'll take them out and check them personally. <laughs> yeah, that was a solid line mm-hmm. for sure. Did, did I happen to hit your favorite line on that one, Brent? No, I mean, well, I didn't have one. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, the uh, guest actors, we had Richard Mulligan in his third and final appearance mm-hmm. as oh, wow. uh, Dr. Harry Weston. Mm-hmm. He's come back a few more times, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, we had uh, Geraldine Fitzgerald. Uh, mm-hmm. She was Martha. Mm-hmm. This was her second of two Golden Girls. Um, she had 116 titles to her name overall, but mm-hmm. do you, by chance, remember what first episode she was I do. in? She was uh, in the train station That's on right. Mother's Day, and mm-hmm. Rose yeah. came to see her. Exactly. Well, she didn't come to see her. Rose yeah. happened to be there, too, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then claimed that she was her mom. Mm-hmm. Um, we also had uh, Jason Kane. He was the Major D. Uh, 25 titles for him. This is his only Golden Girls. Uh, Doug Cox was uh, Mr. Lillistrand. 67 titles for him. This was also his second of two Golden Girls. Do you have any idea which one he was in? Far less famous of uh, an appearance, I would say. No. Okay. No. Do you, do you, did you have no, He was uh, Sven in Yokel Hero. Oh. <laughs> so, I think one of the three um, yeah, people yeah. from the committee. Okay. Uh, Bonnie Urseth, she played uh, Mrs. Lillistrand, 32 titles for her and her only Golden Girls. Uh, Robert Neches was the bartender, mm-hmm. 36 for him and his only Golden Girls. And then finally, uh, John Michael Quinn, he was the, the, a restaurant patron, although most of the things he was in it looked like were uncredited, mm-hmm. including this. Yeah. Um, they had 47 titles, this is his only Golden Girl. Um, but he did have a movie called Ricky One that he was in where he played two roles. 
uh, the role of Duffy mm -hmm. and Adolf Hitler. Oh, that's us. <laughs> so, um, what kind of character was Duffy? <laughs> <laughs> he was the golfing version of Adolf Hitler. Oh, okay. So, well, it's slightly different then. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was a little dismayed when I saw that we had seven guest actors in that episode. Mm -hmm. But then the ones that had decent amount of credits had already been on an episode, mm -hmm. and all the rest didn't have anything all that noteworthy. Yeah. So it was a pretty quick, uh, pretty quick for me to put them together. But that takes care of the recap and of our guest actors yep. and the best lines. Mm -hmm. so, do you guys have uh, MVPs? I did. Uh, Sophia, I thought was you know she was kind of a clear winner for me mm -hmm. just because of the fact that she basically saved her friend's life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I went with Sophia also. I mean, I didn't think there was anybody. I don't think any of the other girls made a compelling case for MVP. Yeah. And Martha, you know, I thought she did a solid job in a guest role, but I thought Sophia did better. Mm -hmm. um, I was originally going to go with Sophia, but during the recap I learned that Frank did more than I thought, so oh, I'm going okay. with Frank. <laughs> <laughs> for the peeing? Yeah, exactly. I can't pee on command. Can you guys? <laughs> no, and I know how much you're into peeing. <laughs> exactly. I can't <laughs> with an audience. Well, I mean, if... if you didn't catch it on the scene, then you're really missing out because it was a high stream too. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. impressive yeah. for a baby. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's really not that impressive for a baby. It's average for a baby. I've seen many a baby. <laughs> well, I mean, you have Camden. Hasn't he ever? You know, never peed on me. Oh, really? No. Yeah, yeah he did pee on Alexis one time. Mm -hmm. Okay. That I know of, maybe more. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> How many slices of cheesecake you give this one? I, I give it five just because it was, you know, there's some funny spots, but it was mostly sobering. Yeah. yeah. I went back and forth on this one because um, there were certain parts of it where I thought, like, oh, that was really well handled. But then ultimately, it just, it, there wasn't enough funny. So I ended up with a five and a half. Mm -hmm. That was like four and a half. See, just I could have seen it as if there was more comedy, the drama part was solid enough that I could have seen mm -hmm. it going higher. Yeah. But it just was really pretty low on the comedy. Yeah. Now, if she would have followed through and actually killed herself, would mm -hmm. you have given it more? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, mean, I think, I guess it depends on how they handled it. it Sophia was like, well, gave it my best. <laughs> I, I think you're right. Like, I think that depending upon She's the like, handle, it either would have been like eight or one. Right, yeah. <laughs> She's like, like you sure that's going to be no enough pills? Ground. Yeah. You sure that's going to be enough pills? Better take double. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm here to be your helper, not... Exactly. Use them or lose them, because you can't take them with you. This diamond's mine, baby. And she would have sold it, but then they would have been broken next day. Right. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I mean, I would have had to assume if she kept the ring, she just would have had to been like, yeah, I don't know where that ring was. Um, yeah. I just showed up here, and yeah, she exactly. was dead. Who do I look like? The executor of her estate? <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I ain't inventory in her possessions. <laughs> So, all right, well, we covered best line, MVP, slices of cheesecake. All yeah. we got left to do is stay, stay golden, Coco, and remember, because you're mine, I walk the line. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> hey, thanks so much for downloading today. If you enjoyed that opening, you should definitely check out Ashley Jade on YouTube. She has a bunch of awesome compositions on there. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at sophiaschoicepodcast at gmail.com. You can also reach us on Twitter at Sophia's Choice PC. We plan to have a new episode out every Monday. If you have a moment, give us a rating on iTunes or wherever else fine podcasts are downloaded. And of course, stay golden. <laughs>